Hello and welcome to Le Brap Talk. This is a, a weekly motorcycle podcast. I am your host, Shaheen Zialvandi. And uh, what if I just did that the whole show? Z? Z. Is that your middle name? Like the Alvandi, Z Alvandi. Z, Z, yeah, yeah, I'm Z Shaheen. Um, you know what? I'm going to stop doing that. I, I got yelled at back in the day for doing too many accents on Motocorsa's uh, social media. Huh. Yeah, the power that be from a certain company that I sell their motorcycles, they were like, hey, can you maybe not do that so much? Hmm. I was like, why? It's funny. People like it. But I guess whatever. Did you know. they feel? Did they feel you were appropriating? I guess, but like the accent was like somewhere between like yeah. Borat, Persian, and y- Italian. Y- yeah, right. And so they were like, "Well, what if you're at someone's feeling?" I'm like, well, "From what? Kazakhstan, <laughs> <laughs> number one country for, for Ducati buys." <laughs> Anyways, uh, welcome to Brap Talk. This is a weekly-ish podcast about motorcycles, life, the universe, and everything. I am your host, Shaheen Alvandi, and sitting with me is the Handsome man with the pink, what do you call those? Conchonclas? Conchonclas. Conchonclas. They're like conch and also chonclas. Drinking a healthy-looking orange drink. Long hair, handsome as ever. Rode a fun bike today. Quentin motherfucking Wilson. What's up? Booyah Kwanzaa. Booyah Kwanzaa. (laughs) I'm not saying that to make fun of either the booyah or the Kwanzaa. But apparently it's a thing. It's a thing? I just got introduced to you, so I'm just going to have to say. (laughs) Inside joke between... Team hashtag Team Ann and I and Wheel of Fortune and Wheel of Fortune not her Jeopardy. Dad, her dad told us a joke like 15 years ago and I've forgotten the punchline. But no, the punchline is Buya Kwanzaa. You I've don't know the, the, rest joke. Of the joke. You just know that it's just lived rent free in my head for 15 fucking years now. So no matter what I do, if it's exciting, I just go Buya Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know why. It's like every time I get on my Street Fighter, I go Hadouken every time. <laughs> Literally every time. You just got to do it. How's your day been? Uh, really busy. I have every time, I guess Tuesdays are going to be the busy days. Tuesdays are right? busy days. Yeah. For you, they're busy because it's the first day of it's the my Monday work. Yeah. And for me, it's, I think it's the kind of combo of all the things, man. I just got, but today was a, a little extra cause I had came over to you did. your neck of the woods you to did. ride a bike and I had to manage that. And then that was a, uh, it was one, a bit complicated. One of my favorite things to do nowadays uh, with a lot, pretty much all of my friends, including my wife. I'm sure you heard the tone in her voice when she answered the phone. I love calling my friends because most people are like, what the fuck? Why? Why? Yeah. Why are you, why are you using ca- your voice? Why, when you, you have why, thumbs? why do I have to hear you? <laughs> and so when I called you today, like it rang like five times and then suddenly we're like, hello. I'm like, Q, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm busy. I'm doing five other things. I'm like, yeah. cool. Put your gear on. Come to the shop right now. <laughs> and, and the reason for that is because last week we received the long-awaited hyper mono 698 little super motard bike is it a 698 it is is that what they're calling it yeah that's that's the name the full name is like you know ducati hyper mono 698 super quadro beauregard i don't know uh parmigiano (laughs) a little basil a little Uh. garlic got your mortadella in this yeah so it's got a long name um and it is it's it's such a takeoff from what Ducati's been doing for the last 30-plus years. Um, takeoff? What do you mean? Like, it's just, to me, it's it's not part of the norm in Ducati land. It's not the L-twin. It's not that, you know, 90-degree setup, whether it's a twin or in the last... He's putting his fingers up. I am. He's making a loser symbol. Making an L <laughs> thing on my forehead. Um, L-twin. L-twin. 
90 degrees. Ducati's very, very adamant. You call it an L-twin, not a V-twin. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we got this single-cylinder little hooligan bike, and a couple of funny things happened. So the bikes arrived, like, on Thursday. And that same day period, all of the, you know, the, our fellow friends who are journalists or anything in that realm were in Valencia, uh, Spain. Valencia. 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 And they were doing the, the, you know, press release launch thing, writing these things on some kind of a motard track, having a good time out there. And I got a text from our dear friend Troy Sihan, which basically seemed like he was like, hey, dude, why are you putting shit up online about the bike? Because we have an embargo till Monday, like yesterday. You're like, bar- embargo? Yeah, embargo. I'm going bro. to the bar later on. I'm like, bro. I'll go is, to the bar. Embar now. Embar, let's go. Embar, <laughs> I've been here. Embar, go. Shit. Embar, I'm sitting here drinking a spaghetti. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what a spaghetti is, it's a Miller High Life with a shot of Aperol Spritz in it. It's like summertime in a bottle. It looks like a Rodler. It's like, it well, is kind of like a Rodler. Like when a Rodler is, some people may not know, but Rodler is like when you mix a Pilsner with a lemonade. Or somebody, something similar. Somebody listening right now is going, oh, he means a Rattler. No, Rattler. A Rattler. Oh, that's totally a Rattler. <laughs> I am totally Rattler, let I'm me totally tell you. Rad, rattless, <laughs> I'm the rattliest guy you'll ever meet. Uh, anyways, yeah, so the bike showed up. Um, I immediately did the Shaheen thing, and I was like, hey, let's just send this to the guy and wrap it and make something funny out of it. We live in Portland. The airport designation is PDX. Everybody calls Portland some form of PDX. And our airport, through some kind of marketing thing back in the day, had the most famous airport carpet I've ever seen in my life. And that is still and recognizable. It's every, like, it's, it's a very, It's a pretty well-known thing. I think it, it peaked a really long time ago. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to bring it back. It's like it's calmed down for the last enough, four or five years. Enough to where cool you're again. justified and bringing it back and That's putting right. on a bike is why not. I'm bringing disco back next, motherfuckers. Look out. <laughs> yeah, so we had this bike wrapped. And then I called our dear friend Quentin Wilson. I was like, stop what you're doing. Get on your motorcycle. Get over here. Take this thing for a ride because I wanted you to talk about it today. Yeah. And then when you get off of it, I was like, don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it now. Sure. Well, I had the only thing I had to say was I lost my phone. <laughs> I lost my phone. <laughs> I don't. So when I ride the old A twin, I have I often will have the phone in the back of the pocket. We all know it's a cardinal sin. I try not to ride with uh, jeans on. Yeah. But today, I was in my Duluth trading pants, which are really good, by Those the way. Those look like they're at least A-rated, at the very least. They're pretty good, but I would not, no, I would not want to crash in these. No. Absolutely. God but no. because of the scenario, you're like, hey, you got to come over. There was the only way, so I had to go over there. You so got I'm there in, quick. I, yeah. You said an hour. You're there in like 15 minutes. Well, here's my thing. I want, this traffic, it's never ending no. in the middle of the day here, I, and I think this is everywhere. This happened to me in, in, in Atlanta last year when I landed in Atlanta midday, normal day, and I asked the cabbie, is this normal for this place? He's like, post, yeah. post-pandemic, it seems like the rush hour just turns into everybody's out and about. So yeah. all day, everybody's out and about. The rush hour happens, but it's just less pronounced. So I was like, I got to get over there. It was like 2 o'clock. I'm like, if I don't get over there now, I'm going to be screwed. Yeah, I fine. actually wanted to ride the bike without being too much in the traffic. Right. So I bum-rushed over there. I got done when I was getting done on my sweet motor setup, my under trucky boy? No. Uh, I used the term motor. If it was a truck, it would be an engine. Oh, shit. Might be. That's fair. Is it a lawnmower? <laughs> yeah. Right. This is the outboard motor thing that I'm working uh, on. So I, I, I got done about. with that, and then I, and I beelined over there, and luckily was able to get up to Oh, sky. you were working. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were at home faffing around. No, 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 no faffing. I was, oh, I shit. was build. I was literally building a, a sectioned outboard motor <laughs> uh, thing, or I was disassembling it after a you, dry build. Your efforts and your dedication to motorcycling knows no bounds, <laughs> right? Like, like, guys, I got to clock hey, out for like twenty minutes. I'll be right back. I didn't eat lunch. Uh, so I did, I did, but I was literally working. I was, I was eating lunch. I'm like, you know what? I deserve this. I deserve a tasty treat. <laughs> I, this is my dessert. This is it. Yeah. What a dessert. So, okay. So a super me. mono dessert. So I, I was, I bum rushed over there, got on it, had to go through all the, Hey, you know what? Super professional. Well done. Hannah had to treat me like a person that was test riding a bike because right. legally it's you gotta practice. be super careful. Right. Mm-hmm. She did a great job of not only getting me through the thing. Cause like, oh, I need your insurance card. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not one of those people that I don't always have all the stuff that I need. <laughs> insurance all. card. Why? You know, I'm like, it's somewhere, right? And then I go on the bike, and it's not there, and it's not in my wallet, and, you know, whatever. So, anyway, technology is an amazing thing. I right. must say they have done a very good job, and I will thank whatever entities that do what is the second version. Like, when, when you have to put in a code that you're getting, there's a term for it. Oh, like a, like a dual? Uh, yeah, whatever the second... Whatever the fuck it's going to do it at work all the time. I like I like how neither, we we have to do this. We have to do it every day, and I don't but, remember yeah, what right. it's called. Anyway, the thing where it sends your phone a, a text, yeah. right? And it's yeah. like, is this you? Awesome, right? Because it makes things easy I. To, to, to get, say, an insurance. Or if you happen to have not paid or you haven't filed for your taxes since 2018 and you have to go back and Yeehaw, look tell for me them, more about this. Then, then all of a sudden it makes technology very handy when you can go look up all of your old W2s and all that shit, right? Anyway, get over there, get that through. Hannah then explained the bike really well, and that was awesome, and I appreciate that because Hannah is a consummate uh, professional. She, she's, she's on it. She's a... She's a um a slave to the details. Yep. She loves those things. Yep, for sure. So she got me sorted, and then I headed up. And Portland from the city, not it, it can be pretty good uh, as far as a, a way to test ride. So I decided, you know what? Really, this thing deserves Skyline. It's not the best time, but it deserves – and I just wanted to go through the tunnels. To be honest with you, I wanted the tunnels more than – the experience. Unfortunately, I got through a bunch of traffic in that, and I, I thought I might come back through it, but I didn't. And yeah, whatever. I'm like, you know what? It was fun enough to go through the tunnel. The but bike, you did stop and go. You did some twisties. Yeah. The tunnels. Then again, yeah. And I did Skyline, which I actually was able to sky through Skyline. 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 Right. I like it. Um, pretty well. Cyclists today were there. There was a few. Oh, it's dude. It's dry. It's so dry. It, it was colder than a Warlock's cock, but it's dry. Which is very cold. That's a Warlock's cock is approximately forty degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> right. and I think today was like. 39 up there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I immediately was pretty stoked with it because it was just like light. I yeah. like light machines. Light is right. Light is usually the thing. This one's almost too light. Like you have to get <laughs> used to it. Like if, especially if you're used to a wildebeest 1100 cc. Yeah, Africans twin is. Right. It's gnarly. She's hit. And with the 21 and with knobbies, like now, it's, yeah. it's extra. And the knobbies have sort of Right. Kind of so it's extra bricky. Feels really not good. So to get on a bike that has like perfection for turning. It's brand new. It's got yeah. six miles. How many miles is that on? Six when, miles when six. I started. I'm like, okay, right? So I got out, and I you know, I did like 10 miles, and that was awesome. And I was able to I put – I left in sport mode. Probably should have left in road mode, but I ended on road mode just to see. I wanted to see what it would – wet didn't – like, nah, I'm not going to yeah, do that. Yeah. And then whatever. The urban one, I, I might have been tempted, but yeah, I, I just wanted to see those two. I only had so much time. I needed to get back to work. So 
I figured good enough to have a quick chat about it. Right. Super light, um, torquier than I thought it would be because this is a an over square engine. It's called a super quadro because. Please explain to uh, some of us what an over square engine. Over square is the piston is bigger than the length it goes. Uh-huh. So if the piston is so she hung like a tuna can. Exactly. That's Got exactly it. right. As a as opposed to like a tall boy. A Harley is a tall boy. Ah. Uh-huh. And a yeah, tuna can is has been what most uh sports bikes have been for a really long time. The Ducati is a little extra cuz there's only two normally in the the first Super Quadro engine which was the Panigale Eleven ninety nine, right? I cannot believe that's been twelve or thirteen years ago. Uh, it's been it's been two thousand thirteen, fourteen, yeah. So yeah. we're eleven, twelve years now. Yeah, yeehaw. Yeah, and <clears throat> so I was not a fan of that bike. Never was, never will be. I didn't like the way it made power. It wasn't very. I didn't like the way it handled. It just wasn't. Didn't blow my skirt up, and that's that. But your, your skirt's very stout. It's hard to blow it. Yeah, well, fair enough. So I. Was kind of expecting this to have that, and it does a little bit. But I tell you what, there was a couple times where if I was going slow speed and there's a bunch of cars in front of me and we're going over those speed bumps. Mm-hmm. and Did you give it a little hand? Yeah, and that hand ends yeah. up being brought. Yeah. So, and it does pretty good. Like, Did you do I, a danky? No. Oh, no, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not that person. I'm not good at that. Neither. All my I'm wheelies are in accidents. I can do, I can, a wheelie can happen, but it's never controlled and it never goes through more than one gear. Yeah. Maybe once or twice on my XR the Sexar six fifty, but that's it because it's almost too easy to do on something like right. that. Anyway, so this thing it would just be wrap over the bumps because it and it it was surprising how good it felt in that realm. But once you're up there, it revs so much that if you're in that mid range, you do need to row through the gearbox a bit. You gotta you're gonna have to because yeah. it is still a seven hundred cc single. Right, it's still that way. Also, this bike was. Fresh, fresh. We we're talking about break-in. We talked so about the last, last bike? I was having to be a little bit mindful of it. And also something we didn't really talk about is how tight everything is mm-hmm. on a new engine. And it's going to be that way. And you're kind of – that is what you're, quote-unquote, breaking in is that tightness. And you could tell whether it be throttle – uh, response or engine braking, everything was feeling a bit tight. So you just gotta gotta factor that in if you're kind of talking about a bike. You're like, I'm not gonna talk shit on the bike. It was, man, it felt horrible because it didn't. It felt like it needs to to run in. It needs to loosen up. It, right. It'd be great if you could do a track day on it. Mac track. We need oh, to take it back. Oh, we're dude. gonna we're gonna we've oh, got gonna. to. Okay. Anyway, so. If anything, it's just so that you can sell them, but you don't need them because everybody wants one. <laughs> Everyone that rides one is going to go, fuck, gonna, I need this. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely needs to be – I'm not much of a loud exhaust person, but – She's very quiet. Yeah. Very just and <laughs> you hear a lot through the intake, and the intake sound isn't quite as honk as I would want. Right. And, and I don't know if that – my guess is that's because of – uh, EPA restrictions or whoever is dictating noise emissions. I think right? Euro emissions is really yeah. hardcore about so, noise so emissions. If the first thing I would do to that bike would be um, not necessarily putting a freaking big gun exhaust on it and making it uh, loud, <laughs> but I would definitely be, I would have to, you'd have to. Did I see, does it have two pipes? It does. It have does. Two. It's a two, so, two, it's a one to two. And I think that actually will help because I really enjoy exhausts that like that, that are, that, there's two places for it to get quiet, which means you can still have it loud, right. but it ends up being more of a bass tone. And that's what I like. This thing's going to be brappy though. It's going to be so. so sharp. 
you know, and that's going to be an interesting thing to see how people react to that and what people do to their bikes and how far out of the legalities of whatever state <laughs> they're in they're going to go because it's going to be bitching, right? Sorry, Californians. Yeah, so, sorry. I mean, I know you'll still do it, but sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, super cool. Um, fasts. Not, not going to try and put it in a realm like a hyper, whatever the you know twin cylinder hyper yeah. is, but it's close enough because it's so light. It is light. Like, you barely feel it. This is... 100 pounds lighter than the twin hyper yeah so if you put them back to get back or next to each other and did a drag race i'd right. actually be curious to see i don't think it'll be that much slower it's going to be slower but not like enough to where you'd be like hmm you know <laughs> like at some point the power of the displacement and the torque that the other one makes probably later on yeah yeah sure but i think the first like 60 miles <laughs> yeah. go yeah sure it gets up to speed quick but then you start feeling that wind not in a there's not a lot under you no, and it's it it did harken back to the first time I ever spent any time on a hyper. I'll never forget it. It was 09. There was a a crazy event called Moto Marathon in Central Colorado, and Michael Locke at the time was like, "Hey, I need somebody to be on hand there, technical service guy. So you go and do that. You can ride whatever bike." Okay, cool. So I was like, "I want to ride that hyper because I'd never ridden a hyper." And I spent a couple of days in the mountains in Colorado blasting around on the original air-cooled S-model Hyper Motard. And cool. that was one of the best experiences I ever had. Loved it. And that taught me at the time. Is that the time you went out and got like a – you had a video that became viral on a Hyper back in the day. No, no. That would have been many, many years. That was on uh, the um, – It was on an SP. Yeah, whatever the later – Like a, you, I think that was an 821. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever that one is. Got it. Got right. It. So, um, yeah, that was on off-road. And that so it was just – and it was at our sales. It was at Ducati's sales <laughs> training. So I was able to get that video up. And I was on YouTube, like a, not on a, in a serious way, but I, I put shit up on YouTube at the time, not really knowing what, you know what I mean? It was just like, if, to be honest with you, it was just a, a conduit to be able to share it on Facebook. That's it. Right? At that yeah. time. So you want something so I can click yeah, it and link it. Yeah, it made it easy. So I would put it on YouTube not to, right? Anyway, so that that is a good video. If you can find a pleasant Hyper Motard ride. I think that's what I need. I think my favorite thing about the video is that you were on the, like, super Corsa tires, and you were riding it off-road. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, well, Really was... well. And I think you even comment on the video, like, hey, yeah, and I'm th on these, these tires. These things are good. Tires. <laughs> <laughs> that probably is why it gained some traction. No pun intended. <laughs> All right. So that this bike... It's definitely going to be super – I'm super excited by it. I haven't been excited by a Ducati in a really long time. Not that, not that the V4s aren't awesome. I get there's plenty of whatever it is. The Diablos are great. They can, everybody can do all the things. That it's super. There's plenty of great bikes, but right. nothing has really got me like, I really want to ride that. So I'm super stoked and privileged because like, even – like everybody was like, I haven't ridden one yet. And I'm like, what? Are you, really? You must have just got them and and sent it to the immediately. Like, yeah, because six miles on this one, uh -huh. and maybe those it, are for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> so much appreciated that you were able to get me on that before a bunch of your crew. I felt privileged. Want to talk about it? Yeah, no, no. Doubt. no it's funny because I've told the crew, and they always look at me like I'm growing horns. I'm like, all right, this next couple of weeks everybody take turns yeah writing this fucking like get out there and get to know it you gotta know it how are we gonna talk about it you have to be able and to it's do. funny because everyone's like oh the sales team no no everyone service parts yeah. apparel ride the thing get to know it so you can have a conversation get because the chances stoke. are someone's gonna walk in here and come back here and talk to you about something and be like hey have you ridden this thing yeah and i want you to be able to say yes 
And that's an important conversation. And you want to sell out of them. You want to be, you want demand high. Ducati wants the demand high. It's definitely a pretty cool thing. It's super cool. The question is like, you know, where, where would somebody use that? Back to riding it real quick before I finish. Cause I got on highway 30 and I was probably going over the speed limit. I'll say that, but I wanted to see what it was like. You were going at least 50 miles an hour. I will say that. Great. And it felt great. Uh, other than the wind blast, but the wind blast wasn't bad. It was just, no. hey, you're in the wind. You are super exposed because it's so thin. There's no fairing. Awesome. It's, so thin. it's awesome. I don't know what to do with my legs when I ride. Like, I have to be like, close your legs more. Yeah, close your legs. <laughs> more. Yeah. Be more gentlemanlike. Be listen. So, <laughs> so that felt good. And um, then I took, there's this one corner coming off Highway 30 to, I think it's St. Helens Road. It's kind of like a an obtuse angle so you can pretty much rail it and i and i did and i got on the throttle and i just blasted down you know i'm like and i get not too far away from motocorsa is where this is and get to motocorsa take off and everything i'm getting ready to go i'm in a hurry because i need to get back to building boat motors and then my my phone's not there and i'm like oh no right so then i had to go in and then go through the um rigmarole of that which is if i will say this if you have a phone and you have your computer with you Set up whatever the thing is the on your my phone or on your yes, you do it because I went in and I logged in and there was my Samsung S seven not not my current one and I had done it <laughs> what eight ten years ago or Fuck whatever sake. that is onto my old phone but I hadn't done it with this one but Google saved me so Ooh. I had to go to my computer on the other side of town not your computer because wow. I couldn't get my logins because I couldn't Come log on. in without my anyway so you know that's just word of the wise do that it was worth its weight in gold. I found where it was. I went to the area. It wasn't on the road. Couldn't find it. Oh. Went into there, there were two things that are in that area. It's very industrial. One of them is like this re- reclaimed wood place. Yeah. I walk in. Nope. And then I'm just wandering around like like a little lost little bear. Like, where's my <laughs> Where could it have been kicked to? Where I was really worried that a car just spun it out. Uh. And I see this dude in a work shirt. Like, like uh, what is the local? I'm sorry. I can't remember the local. Uh, love it or something like that. There's a company called Love It. Oh, he like, was a, in, like a logistic. I'm like, hey, you by any chance? Did, did anybody find a phone? And he looked at. He's yes. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, can you imagine? Not. Everybody listening now, just, just, I just want you to share how good that felt. And then, then walking up into this business, which I don't know what it was, but it was a Love It based business. And hey, love it or leave you, it. you have that phone? Yep. And she, she was like, oh, it's you. And then she looked down. I had my photon shirt on, and it's like, oh yeah, I looked you up. That's him. And and I was like, yes. I'm like, cool, because my phone had my email. I did that enough to where if you open up the phone and you can't log in, it shows my email. And she what? was like, we sent you an email. Oh, and then funny. she's like, and then I looked up whatever the thing was, and it said you're coming somehow. I don't know. I didn't ask. And, and the phone wasn't cracked. So it's like not even a crack, nothing. So do you have – I have the uh, – at this point, I feel like it's ubiquitous, the quad lock. Quad lock. Yep. You I know, bought it from our good buddy, David. <laughs> David. Thank yeah. you, David. So I have, a, I have a dear friend who listens to this, and he's the Quadlock North America marketing dude, Joe Jackson. And he always gets excited when he sees one of us has this. But it's like, Joe, we all have this. Yeah. It's, like, it's in my car. It's in the van. I haven't done a full <laughs> outfit yet, but I need to. It's just it has been. everybody has been dealing with, what, cell phones for, what, 15 yeah, years now? And there are so? so many different you know methods of, of, of clasping phones mm-hmm. and None have even come close to my, in my mind. But the key with this thing, and I will say, more than anything, I was very worried because I had a 
some otter or whatever the Otterbox. sea, the sea animal. Yeah, so Otterbox, yeah. right? I had one of those, and it was pretty burly. It was heavy. It was Very bulky. It like triples your phone, right? And I, but I, I needed it because I'm not, I'm, I'm not easy on I'm equipment. The same. Man, I'm right? not. I just think I drop stuff, and I never had any problem with that. But I was worried because this is pretty thin. Holy crap, dude! I have dropped this phone so many times including at somewhere over 50 miles an hour in this case on a motorcycle uh, yeah accelerating to somewhere way over 50 miles an hour in an area that was like a 35 so anyway it was like bad deal and i'm stoked so i got my phone back nice yeah well done you should use your quad lock to lock your phone i should bike. well that's a, that was the question i was thinking i need or you guys would need a quick and dirty quad lock for your for your bikes like, we, do. I, we have them that but but that you would have on a demo bike that somebody could use right because then oh. they could fucking just put their bike to Ooh, put I like their, this idea you know what i'm gonna outfit a couple of the demo bikes with quad locks now enough people have them yeah. and then you'll be like hey take a video while you go you're to the garage every bike's got a quad lock on it right like you need this yeah even ann's bike and you're just like hey if you use that just uh take a video and uh hashtag motocorsa right it's, it's cute because ann was like hey do you mind putting one of those on my bike and in my head i'm like Listen, lady, I need you to concentrate on learning how to ride the bike properly before we put a phone on there. And then in my head, I was like, do you? But I'll borrow the bike, and I'll need it. Yeah, but and you don't. <laughs> do I ever, other than, like, maybe directions? Yeah, directions, or if I hit the skip button on the Oh, no, I never. Yeah, I don't do that. So, I do. Fair enough. Boop, 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 yeah. boop, quick boops. I haven't even logged in on my bike. I know my bike has some... It came with like CarPlay. Oh, yeah, you got CarPlay on yours. No, but then and then they had an update, and I downloaded the update, but <laughs> for the whatever the Samsung. But I've never interacted we, we with need it. We need to interact with it for Science Cube. <laughs> I know I should. I need to right. see how this works. You know what? I would love to know if it does it do the same thing that it does. Like I just got into a new t Tundra today, and I finally melded it with my phone or right. yesterday, like and Google it, and the Android Auto or whatever. Whatever it is, whatever it is, and my map came up uh -huh. on the screen i'm uh -huh. like does that happen that's in honda land i yeah. hope so because I, I mean, maybe the whole idea maybe it would be justifiable Honda's there. the only motorcycle company we bitched about this so many times honda's the only motorcycle company that has adopted the the at least the apple carplay but yeah. i feel like also android auto and it's like perfect you guys don't have to reinvent the wheel just pay the seven dollars or whatever it costs for the license per vehicle and then sell it even as an option for, I don't know, 50 bucks. Yeah. And then that lets me or whoever just have their thing on there. That means your your maps. Like when I used to have my Tacoma and it had Apple CarPlay, I could put on my Gaia off-road map on there. And that's what I was thinking. If, Love that. If, if the screen, because this is the weirdest thing. When I first got the bike, it has a TFT screen, yep. right? The fancy, all mm -hmm. the stuff, and it does all, and it's touchscreen, mm -hmm. right? Then below, it has another little LCD like old screen. Like old-school LCD screen. And I, I was like, why? I mean, I get redundancy, and I'm pretty stoked by that. But part of me is like, are they just waiting for this to fail? But if it's truly like a, a screen that gets taken over, yep. I, I, I'm so embarrassed. I've had this bike for four years, and I, I can't think, tell I you. That's what it's for. There's probably a couple of AT oh people and or BMW people. Do BMWs do this? I'm telling you, I haven't seen another motorcycle with CarPlay on it, okay. except for Honda. All right, that's Going my homework. AT, that's, that's, it. that's my homework for the next podcast. I'll it tell is. you how I this mean, works. We all need an update. Because I'm a Luddite enough to where we I don't care. We have some listeners. In fact, listen, webraptalk at gmail.com. If you have a <laughs> Honda product like a Goldwing, a newer Goldwing or a Africa Twin, and you, you've used it, 
Go ahead and send me an email. I'll forward to Q. <laughs> Tell them how it works. Yeah. I appreciate that. I learned from one of the people that when I was working at Southwest Mototech, I was, <laughs> I was, there was a gentleman that was like, hey, do you do you know how to turn off all of your rider aids? And I'm like, yeah, you do this. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, like really like turn off, them off. off. And, and he showed me, and it's just a matter of like pressing the screen for like and holding more. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it goes to zero, zero and like, and it, it may, I was like, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. But when you see the manual of a, an AT or any <laughs> right, and you try and read, you, I my brain is like tilt. Well, I become not, mush. I do. I'm just gonna go ride. But if you are playing the way I play off road, and you are in a situation where that thing says it's off, but it's not, it's not. and it and it it's get in the and way. it's and you're and you're really having a tough time getting up a hill because you need to fucking. Right. You got to spin the shit out of that rear yeah. tire. Anyway, so that lesson learned. You got to deal with that. So funny that you say that. Last year. I realized that nobody reads their book <laughs> at all. And we tell them, but the, the books are the huge. bigger. It is yeah. the less you're going to read. Absolutely. It. And Ducati, especially with bikes like the Multistrada, actually pretty much all of them that have TFT screens and have multiple yeah. riding modes and this and that, and all these adjustability, the books are like novel sized. They're thick boys like T H I C C. Yeah. Dick. Mm -hmm. And we realized no one's reading it. We'd have people come to the shop constantly a day after, a week after, a month after, a fucking year after. Hey, how do I do this? How do I do this? Yeah. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do walk-around videos of every single bike. Yeah. Because even when you buy the bike and the salesperson does the walk-around, you're so excited. You're, you're, so you're overwhelmed. overwhelmed with yeah. so many other things. Oh, yeah. There's so yeah. much going on. You're like, everything is a wah, 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 yeah, wah, yeah. wah, wah in your head. And it's like, no, I just want to go ride the fucking thing, man. I want to make sure I don't stall leaving this dealership and look like an idiot. And so... I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just do these like 20 to 30 minute walk around videos that primarily concentrate on the TFT usability. Now, because I'm used to it, I think Ducati's is one of the simplest. It by far is. Yeah. Like when I've Hannah used Triumphs and, and KTMs, and I've never wanted to hit something with a rock harder in my life. Prilia is the worst. Guzzi oh, yeah. and Prilia, they're, they're. Then the Honda one is too complicated. But it gets the job done, right. when, and you do. But I, I told Hannah when Hannah was explaining this, I'm listen. I've been in Honda Land for a really long time, <laughs> and I was in Ducati Land when the first Multistrada 1200 came out. These were my like second nature to me. Right. I was so used to them. And nowadays, I hadn't. She was like, "These are your two buttons that you need to know the most." And it was like the up or downer, up down and enter, and then the enter one, that, which is the turn signal. That's kill. right. And she showed me the little the little symbol. It's a little circle or a filled circle. That's right. And the way she framed that made it so easy then to be able to change modes and play with it. Oh, okay. That's that, that made sense. And it was so easy. So that was a good part of that. Cause bike. she's used to having to explain it to clients yep. who are like yep. verklempt and they just want to get the yeah. fuck out of there. Absolutely. And so we're like, Hey, I'm just going to do this video. And so I did a test one with the Multistrada and like within a week, it had like 10,000 views. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. People are like, holy <laughs> shit, dude, thanks for making this video. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And in every video, it's funny. I got a call from our friends at Ducati North America. They're like, dude, this video is awesome. Thanks for doing that. Can you give me a favor? And in every video, just say, please read the owner's manual. He's like, legally, you got to tell people that. I'm like, okay. At the beginning of every video, if, if you watch any of them on motocross, they'd be like, hey, this is going to be a quick walk around, but don't forget to read your owner's manual. And so like, this is how you do this. If you read the owner's manual, you can read more about it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah sure. So those videos make life easier because then we as a dealership just have a QR code. And it's like, hey, dude, just scan this QR code. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll go to the YouTube channel sure. for your bike. Sure. And then if you don't want to watch the whole thing, you just scroll down and it'll be like, 
at a minute 30 yeah. how to turn off ESC. <laughs> so it's like, what, easy. What's ESC? I don't know. It's like electronic <laughs> stability control or some shit. <laughs> I can't remember. So, the acronyms. There was an acronym that showed up on there. I'm like, what is that? Which one was it? It was something about launching. So Ducati has one of my favorite <laughs> things to about Ducati's acronyms is they all start with a D. Oh, yeah. It's I love the Ducati D. something. And it's like, guys, let's just assume I know it's a Ducati. Yeah. I bought the fucking thing. I know. It doesn't have to say DQS no, for Ducati. They love shit. the D. I Ducati know, love the loves D. the D. They love the D. And the new font for the D is <laughs> great. But guys, <laughs> I always laugh. It's like you see DQS and DES and DW. And then it's like, yeah, what's the D stand for? Ducati. So let's just talk about the rest of it. But. Regardless, they're simple and they allow you to like change it all ad nauseum and like have total control. Yeah, sure. You don't have to have a dongle. You don't have no. to have a cheat code. None yeah. of that shit. And this bike for 13 grand has all that adjustability. Is that is 13 grand? 13 grand. Huh? That's crazy. It's, That's actually not bad. I hate saying this not bad. 13 grand is a lot of money. No, I know. In my world, it's not bad at all. I'm trying to think of what, like how much would the equivalent. Um, the KTM costs the same. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, that would just murder no, any KTM. Any, Ducati came out swinging. Any of those thing. white or red KTMs as well? They're all the yeah, like. It's yeah, not yeah, even it's close. Just, nope. Mm, that's interesting. I'm dying to ride side by side Comparo. Yeah, sure. I, I shouldn't say it's not even close. It's probably really freaking close. I think they're super close. A absolutely. I, that's hyperbole. Say it's not even close. Right. But to those of us who are like, like it's newer and spicier yeah, and tastier and, and crunchier, light but like, feeling and oh, oh, so light feeling and so much better looking. Someone listening right now is like, well, actually, according yeah, to the yeah, video, according to the two kilograms and oh god, well, nice lady, fucking Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> um, so I want to uh, you have a 690 don't you no who, who do I know with a 690 I don't know most people got rid of them to get the 7 to get the twins mm. Those that was one of those in-betweener bikes that was like people that wanted whether it's a KLR650 person that was trying to get bigger or uh, XR650 a lot of people like I bought my XR my XR650 from AJ who sold it so that he could get a 690 and that was huh. probably 15 years ago something like that right i think that realm of people i don't know that's weird you don't see them that often any longer but it's a really good bike i really if you live in the portland area i'll buy you lunch if you bring your like 690 smc or the 701 smc the main one it would have yeah. to be the motard yeah version. i want the 17 inch wheel yeah it Husky needs to be that. or or and not, converted. Gas gas and, and not converted. And not converted. No, no, no. Don't mean your converted bullshit. The gearing's different. I want that a actual Motard. Yeah. So if you have a Motard 690, 701, or whatever the... Come and test drive this, one. and that way you can yeah. hate on it, and then she can test drive yours and yeah, love exactly. on it. Exactly. It's for science, y'all. I need to be able to speak the language and be able to like really, really do a comparison. And I'm, maybe I'll even make a video. And maybe that's what I'll do. Mac track. Mac track. Hey, we'll buy you a track. <laughs> Dude. We actually are. I think we're doing a hyper day at the Mac track. Oh, uh, bitchin'. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. They'll give us like a half day there. It's like, that's cool. Yeah, enough. sure. Thanks. Enough to get, you know, you don't just a little get your, get I wanna, your taste. I want to use the rear brake. Uh, well, that that was one thing that I was like, I could have used, which would have been a button that I could have just turned off the right. ABS. And I didn't, I didn't, wasn't going to get into it. But there was a point where, boy, that bike. The way the suspension felt on the brakes was superb. Now, that's it was, not even adjusted. It, no, I know, but it's choppy as f 
like a normal Ducati would be on, but there's so much travel and there's adjustability. So I'm not hating on it. I'm not saying, oh, that bike's way too stiff. I'm just saying, okay, the damping's stiff right. because it has to be because of the normal target of a supermoto. But if I'm going to buy that bike, say if I said, all right, I'm going to buy that bike, that very bike, I'm going to take it home tomorrow. Um, exhaust for sure. Intake something. I got to, I got to change that noise. I got to, got to yeah. make that feel good. I wonder good. if Unifilter will make something for that. So I'm sure somebody will, some, you know, the aftermarket will happen. Um, and then suspension, I would, I would first start screwing with it because I'm not one of those that got to put all-ons on everything. I will try my hardest to make the stock stuff work and I know it's pretty good. And I would just soften it up for Portland rain, Portland, you know, potholes, Portland streets, right? That would be the first thing that I would do to that. Yeah. Brakes were like, don't even, don't, nothing. I That's love fine. that they did a single disc. It's a big 30, 330. It, it works so well that so I didn't well. even notice that it didn't have a absolutely way better. I would way rather have single discs and duels if I could. Uh-huh. So that's super cool that it's like that. I like it. So, so if, okay, give us a, I don't know, give us some scores. Okay, rideability, score it like one to five. Five. Wow. Easy to ride. Okay. The only issue would be, um, ergonomics when it comes to rideability because it is tall it's and tall it has and a squarish seat right. and I was not necessarily tippy-toeing but I was close to tippy-toeing and I have a 32-inch inseam so yeah. be aware of that. Interesting. Okay. Uh, handling? It's it's so light that I would have to get used to it but it's that good. Like it, it's, it's like razor. your input it, is too heavy for it. Yeah. I, I Again, riding the wildebeest there and getting on that thing on the way home I actually felt really good because my bike's very st- solid and stable, okay. but I just wasn't used to being on a bike that could turn. I really want to get it on the track to just get used to it, right? Yeah. Um, oh, tires. Tires. Tires were good, but it's cold and rainy. Yeah. I would want, like, those weird – I don't know if Bridgestone Like the rain some, tire? Yeah. No, the Dunlop mutants. What? Yes, whatever those, those are. They're so fucking weird a, and cool. There's a few of them out there that are, like, the old Dunlop 616s, yep. which were my favorite tire ever that they stopped making. They made them for the Buell Ulysses, and they were just basically that. rain tire siped. Dunlop sport tires that I love. It's the called passion. the Mutant now. It's okay. such a look it up one day. It's such a weird looking tire. Okay. We put it on a weirdly built bike and had our local legend Andrew Dubrino at the Mac track. Yeah. Okay. Sending that bike over and over and over and over again. And he even he was like, Dude, I like these tires. What are these? It's like, oh, they're just fucking sport touring rain tires. Yeah. yeah. By Dunlop. Yep. So those that would be actually cool and they look really neat. Yeah, that's the thing. That's half the battle. I mean, that was with the Terra Corsa. I was like, I just want to put those those knobby tires <laughs> on a sport bike because it'll thing. look cool right that straight up was it right i actually wonder if somebody uh, one of our coworkers was like can i just put some knobbies on this and go off-roading i'm like i mean we did it with a sport bike yeah so yes it would be this would be one of the few times where i would agree that tkc 80s would probably be okay because the bike is so light right because when you put tkc 80s on anything with 17s it's amusing. It's interesting. They can go further than you would ever expect, yeah. but it sucks so bad, <laughs> and you don't want to do it, generally, unless you just want to look cool for that very fleeting moment right. before you're tucking the front every other <laughs> turn. Quentin, how do you know about this tucking the front in every turn? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> I had TKC-80s on yeah. not only that Panagale thing. It's called a... Look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's called a Terra Corsa. Mm-hmm. If you look that up, you'll see it. It's pretty. It, it, the thing a, broke the internet. People yeah. were either super excited about it or super mad. Oh, about and it. the hate fed us like fed <laughs> us like animals. It was fucking beautiful. Um, or on my Multistrada 1200, I had like a a mid 2000, like a 14. Yeah, the and silver I spent bike. a lot. Yeah, and I spent a lot of time on that bike with TKC, and it works. It did actually okay. 
Um, I think once you get used to them, you get used to the parameters of but, the tire. But they're just nothing like a 21-inch front. Right. No. They're just not. No. They're not like getting on that uh, Desert X right. and uh, with whatever tires and doing fine. Right. It's yeah. so, so much better. Interesting. Okay. Um, engine feel, like far as vibrations and power delivery. It's It's definitely got some clattery sound again that was that intake sound not everybody's going to like that and i think ducati's probably just counting on people putting exhausts probably. on because it's going to sound very good oh don't worry the race exhausts when, are a month away when, when they're uncorked as it sits it's definitely got a lot of sound. it's cool because it harkens back like straight up i'm like does this does that dry clutch that they put in the Panigales fit on this i would that would be my next be thing bitching. just because yeah. i I, I can't again. People listen to this probably used to Ducati talk because that was that's you so core and yeah. that was uh, that's a drinking game by the way. Whoever's drinking right now, you're probably dead. Yeah, if they were having, I a worry drink. about you. So because of that, sorry, but it is what it is. So it's part <laughs> of what I mean. I've been in this realm at least for myself for 25 years around Ducatis a lot. So um, yeah, right. Ducati certified in 1999, Dang. and I was. Right, so it's hard to get away from that. How's that possible? So, You're only like 35 years old. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the the what I'm talking about is the the changes that have happened over the years. The the things that made a Ducati Ducati for the longest time: trellis frame, steel frame. Right. Does it have to be a quote unquote trellis? No, but steel frame. Right. Um, L twin. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. But is it like, eh, no, not with the super mono. Nope. Whatever. Uh, what are we going to call it? Super hyper? Hyper mono. mono. Yeah. Okay. Mono. Desmodronic valve actuation. Does that is that necessary for the riding? No, not at all. Not, I'm going to call bullshit on that. It's not necessary to make a Ducati a Ducati. It does but it it's add the signature. It is. And it adds to the lore. Sure. Right. Does it add to whatever? Bippity boppity. Yeah. Sure. But is it critical? No. Dry clutch was for the longest time, and I mean it was a love it or hated thing because if you had a dry clutch that was pretty well worn, it sounded so awful, so awful, but awesome at the same like time. It's my favorite noise in the and, world. And the the joke, and I'm probably sure that you did the one with the tambourine. Huh? Did you guys do the tambourines tambourine? and the little I what oh, uh, little finger bangers, yeah, finger symbols? Little little finger. We're By both. the way, I walked I walked to the store and asked for the. I was like, hey dude, do you have for finger bangers? bangers? He was like, I got you right here. <laughs> Where? Where you, did you get it's, finger it's bangers? On, it's on, um, there is like a percussion store on MLK. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it'd be like going to go to our center and saying yeah. like, hey, I need finger bangers. I got you. He's like, uh, that's the other building. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but if you have the finger bangers, then it's a little tambourine. Perfect, perfect. So in the era that I was from in the 90s, early 2000s, they were shipping, all old Ducatis had steel clutch baskets oh, cut. and steel clutch plates right. and they would just ching 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 like yeah. if they got worn out they were really bad oh, yeah. but if you had the aluminum basket and the 48 tooth freaking stm clutch it was just and it was such a cool sound it's such right? a all the new modern sp or r ones come with you know like a this more is a, the panagala modern the, yeah panagigolo panjigoli uh and it comes with this modernized one the sound is familiar but it's smoother and yeah. quieter yeah and it's so satisfying yeah sure except for the part that it needs to be serviced like every three or four thousand all miles. the time yeah and it's funny because like people are like oh i want to convert that i'm like you ever gonna go on a track no why are you converting it i like the way it sounds i'm not gonna not take your yep. money 
Take but it. I just take it as a, as a do it fellow motorcyclist. I just want to be like, hey, just remember, just be aware. It's got to get service every three or four thousand yeah. miles, depending on how you ride. Like the way I ride, three yeah. easily. Yeah. And so, but like when you ride one hard, they're so grabby, they're so instant, they're so satisfying. Yeah, sure. But if you don't know how, what to do with it, I see so many people installing them. I'm like, I got it. <sighs> we used to install so many. This is, again, turn of the century, old old man style. Turn of the century, we would install whatever race clutch which right. would have like this like a centered copper looking and they would only work if you rev the thing to 10,000 right. and then then feathered the clutch out yeah. they felt you know like a race start like a race start that was it they felt great then yeah and then slipper they felt good as the slipper mechanism back right. in that time when it was early but to just cruise around the streets i would not want to do it oh my god it was they were horrible horrible and then everybody complained but it's like well if you want you wanted the race stuff not only not always do you want to have the same thing that the racers have you just don't <laughs> and that's one of them sure i do i'm fast i do the yeah, things I'm all fast. the way to starbucks sure. Let me live my dream, God damn it! Fun it's a widow waddle on the bike. Little what? It's my little little clutch. It's my little dry clutch. Oh. The widow clutch basket. Oh, it's so cute. Um, funny story. When I was at Pride Audi, a Pro Italia, um, we had. Uh, I'm sorry. What did you call it? Pride Audi. <laughs> so that was the name. God damn it! <laughs> right. It was so, a place of my dreams as a child, Quentin. It was. It was a place of my dreams and then nightmares and then. But but it was a good place to learn. So that's where I cut my teeth. But no, that no pun intended, but that actually is pertinent to the story. So I had a 125 Honda RS 125. I think we talked about it. Yep. In, like, and I had an early one. It was basically a dirt bike engine that had been converted to road racing. Wow. This is how Honda made 125s in the late 80s through the early 90s. They would take a CR 125 engine, lop off the Kickstarter knob, and like do a few things, and boom, it's a road racer revving to 14,000 RPM, and they would rattle themselves to death. God. They, they were to rebuild it after every race. They, they literally would, right? And then <laughs> I, I went into what my bike was that I was explaining on the last podcast was counterbalanced and specific and never got a dirt bike. It was like completely road racing, right? But that early one was really cool, and the first one I bought had a dry clutch. It had an <gasps> FCC dry clutch it was the only one i have ever seen it was the trickest little bitchin little thing and i had to like figure out places to get plates that were not from that because there was no parts manual yeah, where for are you this, making this shit? right you you're not calling like in japan they're like no we don't make that any no. longer you couldn't find anybody with anyway so it was a very trick thing and i would have to go in and and modify the basket cutting my teeth of the basket Literally. not kidding you right and i had a freaking little 125 with a dry clutch and i was working at a ducati shop and i thought it was the coolest thing to have it was a like, neat like transition all, between the two. all the dry clutches right <laughs> that's really cool and gootsies strangely they technically have dry clutches because they're basically a car clutch. And it's basically, <laughs> basically, these things are smooth like butter. Ooh, so we had, did I say this already? We had a Gucci, have had, had a Gucci California? Oh, yeah. Big, big. Cruzy Goozy. Cruzy Goozy. Oh, so God. It's, they're it's just white tragically bike. awful. Oh, my God. But they're really good. That's the fucked up thing. There is a weird sex appeal about this bike. I don't know what it is. Every time I see it, I want to ride it. You need it. And it's so. It's How like much a, is it? Go buy it, dude. You should have it. Yeah, it's worth every dime. It reminds me of like a like a two wheel nineteen eighty five Cadillac Fleetwood Brom. Yeah, it's just it's two wheels and it's a Gucci, so it's got the side bags. Yep, and it's got the trunk. And my favorite thing I've ever seen in my life, like we stopped. Is there drunk in it? I wish. No, it's better. <laughs> so we the entire mechanic shop of the Motocorsa stopped, and we all came to see the thing. So you open the trunk. It's all 
like velvet line oh, first of all wow so it's luxurious yeah it's like yeah, as soon as you see it like what is this velvet it's beautiful <laughs> so i see this thing and then sean our tech is like hold on you haven't seen anything yet and he grabs this velvet sack <laughs> I, I i don't know if you did you did you grab sean's velvet sack <laughs> no sean grabbed a velvet okay sack. did he hand it to Not you own, he no he showed me he it was like a QVC show, <laughs> yeah. him modeling He with his opened hand. up his velvet he sack. He gently undid the velvet sack and slipped out of it a mirror yeah. with a Moto Guzzi symbol on there. Oh, wow. And then he placed it into the mirror holder the in holder. the fucking yeah. trunk. That's crazy. And I was like, I, I started screaming. I was like, what in the fuck? Yeah. I need this bike. This is the most, you fucking Italians. Everything about it's you so has so much <laughs> pizzazz. Like, <laughs> fuck's sake, dude. That is... <laughs> I remember just seeing that. I made a video about it and put it on our... Multi- on our. I will have to find that because that actually is very interesting. It's so cool. It's so... Who the fuck in Italy was like, hey, I have an idea. Whoever buys this bike yeah. is probably going to go out and they're going to want to look good or their partner is going to want to look good yeah. wherever yeah. they get. And they just open the trunk and like before they put their helmets or whatever the fuck away, they can put this mirror in its place and check their bullshit and make sure they're perfect. Bullshit. They're bullshit. Instantly in love with that bike. Yeah. Instantly. It is it is a heavy, underpowered, overweight, can't stop, can't go, can't turn. Eh, I want it. They they can't. So that's the thing. A lot of people thought that those cruisy goozies were like completely different than even at the time, let's call it a Le Mans three or whatever. Right. This is in the turn of the nineties. <laughs> those things were basically just the same thing as the sport oriented, which I albeit were kind of long and and heavy slightly, and slightly zhuzhed up yeah but they're yeah they're but they were really good i mean they're seriously surprisingly good machines and i can't remember if it's a taunty frame that's one of the one of the frames is like taunty and i can't remember which bikes had that <laughs> but it was like the known good geometry the known good for being as long as they are right they actually handle really well is it powerful no but it does the thing and yeah like i, I want to if we still have it i want to take it for like a Quick joyride to the beach with Anne. You should do. Just, no, you'll be surprised how much you like it. Just Other like, than with it, pretty like Italian music in the background. Mildly ugly. That was the thing. Like there was one that would come to pry it out of you. That was like root beer brown and orange. Oh, and geez. that was like the stock color. It was like spaghetti western level. Like <laughs> seriously, it was like Enrico Marchioni or whatever oh, it man, is. I'm was gonna, like I'm we gonna need... see if I can put some spurs in the back of my red right? boots. It's just crazy Italian Americana. Is I need what a, those I need a pinky ring to ride that bike, a big gold one. Do you, you need one anyway? That's fair. I actually, yeah, do right. You, weird you, that I don't. Yeah, I'm surprised. Now I'm thinking about it. Oh. Uh, on the Gucci continuum, I did watch um, Zach Quartz. Okay. He did a he did a review of the Mandelo. Uh, I want to ride that bike real bad. I I want one. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. I want to ride I, one I, really real bad. Like I think Jamie was a little concerned with ha- how much. Oh, I are want you like one. this is a bike you're excited uh, about? Yeah. Like I'm like trade the Africa Twin in possibly. I really, no. No. And that's the thing is I don't want to get rid of that. No. But I'm a hoarder with all these bikes. So I'm I'm like looking at my other bikes thinking. I, I'm, I've got to figure this out. What have you not ridden for the last uh, year? I've got five bikes in there that I you could. You should just I liquidate know. those. Yeah, I know. I know. And I'll probably, yes. Anyway. I want to ride that. If you please get one, I want to ride it. I need to borrow okay. it for me. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm super interested in. Yep. It's like the most modern thing I've seen come it, out of. It's bizarre. It's weirdly sexy. Yeah. We talked about it many, many po- podcasts ago. The front end reminds me of like a mid early 2000s katana, like a 1200 katana. Huh. Yeah, 
but then like from headlight back, it is one of the prettiest things I've ever seen. The the fun thing was to watch. It has these flip flaps, and the fl- and the flip flaps rise. And it's funny watching the video, and I'm like waiting for Zach to say something about it, and he's not saying anything about it. You watch him go because you don't notice it when you're riding because it's pretty. Yeah. And it, it probably doesn't really do anything, but it looks cool. And the fact that it has flip flaps like a freaking Star Wars jet. Anyway, it's yeah, it's stupid. I don't like crap like that. It can break, but. It is just enough, and it looks cool enough that I'm like, okay, that's... I it's can... like the mirror in the trunk of the Gucci. Yes. It'll same, probably still same, work. Same, right? Yeah. Anyway. So, um, I have exciting. a customer who has one. I bet if I ask him nicely, he'll let us borrow it for a couple hours. I'd love to ride one, but to be honest with you, I don't even know. I just need to buy it. I just need to figure out a way to buy it. Like, I don't need to ride it. I've ridden enough Gucci's. I know they're... I know they're foibles if you will i don't know what the right term is i know I like how compromised they are in in certain ways mm-hmm. but i know that's exactly what i you know what's really interesting all right i'm on facebook and my like bi-weekly that means every two <laughs> weeks i'll go on just make lurking. sure make sure my mom sees things make sure my right, mom's doing right. okay she'll do post it that's thing. it right I, I get in and get out as as soon as i can but i see uh, there's this old er probably my age, but maybe a little older tuner is well-known. His name is Joey Lombardo. And he was like the really well-known Kawasaki guy okay. for the longest time in the AMA paddock. He might even been Honda. He was like super bike, high level, um, Miguel Duhamel, oh, wow. maybe even Nikki Hayden level, like badass. And there he is on a Mandela. And yeah. I'm like, that is fascinating to see somebody like that had been in that realm. And he like lives in Kentucky or Tennessee or something. And he just, uh, and he's super stoked on it. And I was like, that's cool. Right. That's really cool. Yeah. It's a, not what I would expect from somebody who used to literally work on some of the highest level Japanese super bikes. And he's like, nah, I just want this Gucci. <laughs> what color would you buy it in? Uh, I don't know. I see that it has white. I'd probably just go with the white. That green is so pretty. It is, but I'm just not. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if I. Can I want do that. that green, and surprise, surprise. I want it to have like matte gold wheels. Yeah, the the one that the um, uh, Zach Road had the gold wheels and the white. Well, and, it comes with gold wheels. Well, that one did. Fuck. And it looked really good. Now I want one. Yeah, watch the video. He's you know the dude is entertaining. He's he, is, he does a his really giggle, good job. Every time he giggles, yep. yeah. Our friend Joe Jackson from Quadlock, he said it just like I think of it. Every time the guy giggles, I feel like my wallet's gonna start hurting. Yep. Like, yep. He is. I love his videos. If you have a chance, YouTube Zach Quartz. I think he's on Revzilla, and yeah. it's like MC Commutes. Yeah. Super duper fun. And and it's gonna be like already with this bike because he just posted up an awesome video of him hauling ass with josh heron like like he's like oh well josh is one of the funniest things ever. right he honked at him which is it so (laughs) this is seriously he's an entertaining interesting character that zach is so watching that and then he it's not like you know josh definitely passed him but it wasn't like josh just disappeared on him for a while i'm like you know i know i know what the type of stuff happens at racetracks and all that but it's still like he was going well and it was really cool to see so i love it when you're actually listening to somebody and taking, we were talking about how do we how do we uh, digest media? Right. It does help me greatly when I know somebody is a hall asser. Do I want like to learn like it is? If Valentino Rossi tells me what the best touring bike is, do I care? No. Nope. But if somebody like that that rides all the bikes and does all the things is out there also hauling ass and could like qualify for an AMA National. I like or a Moto American National. I like it. I, yeah, um, yeah. That just is. Well, a he's huge also thing. like you said. He's entertaining as hell. He's 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 a great dude from everyone that I've ever heard. I've never met him, but yep. he just sounds like the kind yep. of dude I want to hang with for sure. And just like chit chat like this, yep. totally. Uh, but yeah, his his videos are great. So now I have to watch that one because um, I've been watching him and so he and Ari 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 Henning are buddies. They're best friends from childhood, 
and they ride a lot together and they have these videos where they go and just do like do these wild crazy goal adventures for and, and they're all worthwhile like Every the one, one to the them. arctic circle on Dude. z50s or 125s Amazing. or something Amazing. like it, they do a pretty good job of production, so good. and those two are good at the balance between the technician dude, which is Ari, Ari. and the I'm just here to ride motorcycles at, he, right? He, they did the one of the two of them doing the uh, the uh, sidecar racing on a classic, I think, BMW. Huh. And I don't think I most, saw that. It's such a great video. Like, I even got teary-eyed at one point. Cool. So right. good. So 100% would recommend watching that one when you go home tonight while I watch the Gucci one. Okay. Sounds yep. good. So that's the bike, huh? Yep. Interesting. Okay, so you didn't answer my question though. Um, with the with the engine feel of the Hypermono six nine eight, how was the vibrations? A lot of people are going to ask. I what's it like to have a single cylinder? I didn't notice any. They did a good job with whatever counterbalancing they have in there. I don't know what it is, but yeah. they did a good job of quelling it. Because you're going to have all right. Oh, so if we dive too deep into it, it, goes forever. But as far as primary and secondary vibrations. And having a V-twin with the rods next to each other instead of in the same plane and the 90-degree V-twin canceling out the vibrations in the primaries and blah, 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 blah. 90-degree V-twins. V-twins, not L-twins. L-twins? Both. L-twins or V-twins that are 90 degrees. L-twins. They, I mean, they, technically a V as well. I, I'm kidding. So um, <laughs> that they, they feel good except for the something called rocking couple, which is because the rods are not in the same plane – they just there's a vibration that happens. It's going to happen in those engines, even though the other vibrations are largely quelled. Um, and the single feels like that. Feels like it's just a smaller version with a with a yeah. rocking couple. So it doesn't vibrate in a, any discernible way. No. Didn't even think about it. And no, uh, my hands were fine. And when it when I was going uh, well above a, uh, fifty miles an hour, yeah, fifty fifty, well, yeah, fifty <laughs> miles an hour. Um, it, you're more paying attention to the wind for a second and. Uh, and and the it's not like it like feels unstable it feels like solid so that was good cool. so okay. but but no vibrations up there that were it's not like through the rev range i found it now it's interesting a lot of people that asked about it before the bike even came in they're constantly like well is it going to vibrate like a single is it going to like yeah, make my hands go no. numb as soon as i wrote it i was like nope i didn't feel it any more than a panigale or nope. a monster yeah, or a multistrada or anything yeah, on the sure. lineup um so that makes me wonder cuz i haven't really spent any real time on a 690 of the KTM variety. Yeah, and I think those are all counterbalanced. I know there was different. There was some sea change in the 690 realm at some point in time from, I don't know, 07 through mm -hmm. to 16. There was one setup where there was a change. I'm sorry. I don't know exactly what it was, but I think there was counterbalancing involved, and it just made them that much better. So the later models were better because of that. So do the research on that and, and uh, make sure to get a newer one, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I would assume any... White KTM or red KTM is probably the same thing. They're, they're, I imagine. They're all newer. The Husky gas TMs are. Gas TMs. <laughs> I've got a really bad case of gas TMs. You know, when I, have, when I run my Husky gas TM, <laughs> I just got to make sure I stop every 50 or 60 miles to <laughs> blow, purge the valves. <laughs> um, you know, one of my favorite things is I always ask our listeners to write to us, and they have been. Yeah, let's do it. Let's and go it's through been some amazing. Of them. Sure. So it's it's a lot of haters. People frustrated. So many with haters. It. Jesus, what? Are, <laughs> why are you guys so angry? No, honestly, like ten out of ten, everyone's been so incredibly um, kind and welcoming, and it, it seems like people were missing this little thing. You know, like they're, they're just hanging out together. Because at the end of the day, 
that's what this whole point of this thing is. Like, I don't think anyone needs two dudes with microphones yapping about now whatever the fuck. Yeah, and there's so, plenty, plenty of that. Yeah, and there was there was a big part of me that didn't necessarily want to do that because I don't want to be another dude with a microphone in my face just being like, well, actually, motorcycles, blah blah blah. Um, but as we know, life can get hectic and busy and stressful, and this and that and the other can happen. It's nice to have friends. I, I'm I'm super privileged and lucky to be surrounded by people I genuinely love and admire and want to be around and talk to. And uh, when you and I started talking about it, it was like, it was, it felt familiar. It felt like we could do this. And you and I never did it together. Um, and, you know, you did it at Two Enthusiasts with Jensen. And then I did it at the onset of Brap Talk with Jensen. And so he kind of helped us create this thing. And then it was neat to sit with you and talk, even without Mike's in front of us i always learned we've been something. doing it for, for, yeah, for nearly a decade years, right yeah. and so I've, I've always learned something from you and when we have very we don't have necessarily different points of view we have different personas and different ways of digesting things and i wondered how it would work and it's i think it's working really well and all of these uh emails every single one of them has been this like positive accolade of hey thanks for coming back online and talking to us and I'm, I'm trying to find the one that was sent to us, but it was a really neat story of somebody saying, you know, life has been going on since I listened to you first. I've been married. I bought a house. This is going on. And it felt like having an old friend back in my life when you guys came back online. So it's really, really cool to be able to do this. So thanks for emailing us. Thanks for you know sending me these emails at webraptalk at gmail.com and following along. Um, it really helps us, A, you know, know that what we're doing is working, and B, helps us come up with subjects to talk about. And so I will I will ask again, you know, let us know what you want to talk about. Even if it doesn't happen immediately, it's something that we put aside and we write down and we, you know, consider and we, we bring up later on. Um, one of the things that I would love to get into later on, maybe even not this episode, but another episode is some of the inner workings of how a dealership is. And, you know, what it's like to be in a dealership level and then also definitely getting deeper into the racing world that you're really into. And honestly, the service side of it, the last one, we talked a lot about service and, and how to do I, stuff like that. And I think like we that. could also add into just industry jobs in general. I yeah. bet there's a, there's always people that are interested in it. And as a person that's been in it, like this has been my career. This is all I've generally uh, ever done. So I know it pretty well. I've seen a lot of the stuff, and I think it'd be, probably be worth chatting about because there's people that are just interested from a curiosity right. standpoint. There's people though that are like, "Hey, I want to get into this industry," and we got to be like, "It's a shit show. Stay away from it. Make money elsewhere." <laughs> but 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 if it, it, they still will do it anyway, I've been watching it for thirty years. I mean, here and you are. So I would rather set somebody up for success than just say, "Oh, it's a shitty industry. You don't want anything to do with it. It's a clown show." But it, you know, it can be. But it's probably better if we get more people that aren't clowns in it so let's try that right that type of thing would be a cool thing god i feel like you bring such an important thing up Th this industry is when i was a kid and wanted to be in the motorcycle industry it was because i i saw the people my elders who were riding i would go to pro italia and there was a guy there a sales guy named chili yeah that was the guy who was responsible for getting me hired there Dude, did you know that i had no i had yeah, no idea yeah. that's amazing yeah chili white so chili white First of all, coolest name in the world. Yeah. I always was like, that can't be his real name. Yeah. But 
I, I was like 14 years old when I walked into Pro I cannot Italia. believe we were probably in the same building at the same time. Guaranteed. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Absolutely. Yeah. You as 14-year-old. Right. It's so, yeah, well, hair back yeah, then. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Sure, sure. Not a beard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but he would like take time to talk to me. And I was just like another fucking Armenian loudmouth kid that walked around and fucking yeah. put his snotty fingers all over a Ducati and Emmy yeah. Augusta and Aprilia. And, but I was like, fuck, this is so cool. And he was one of those people that was like very welcoming to the idea of, yeah, you should ride. You should grow up and start riding. Like yeah, this is sure. a really cool thing to get into. And yeah, you can go travel the world and blah, blah, blah. And I would like daydream about it. And I wanted to be a part of it. I went to Pro Italia a couple of years ago and Bill Nation, who owns it, you know, he was kind of walking me around and reminiscing a little bit. And I told him, I'm like, Bill, when I was a kid, I, I used to want to like be here. I used to want to work here and be a part of it. And obviously, as a kid, you know, when you're seeing these things, you don't think about the inner workings. You don't think no, about the stress. It's, you don't think about it's just the cool. It's just of the cool. what the the visual yeah. is and it's what your brain whites, has thought of. Totally, it's the chilly whites of the world that make you go, "Fuck yeah!" And it's funny because, like, ever since I got into the industry, I've tried to kind of, you know, reciprocate that spirit of. Welcome. Yeah, and the chances are you have built a shit ton of enthusiasts doing that exact thing. And that's my it dream. It just happens to be at Port uh, in Portland, yeah, right? That's truly been my dream. Like that's all I want to do. I just want to invite everybody. I love this a lot. I truly love this a lot, and I've always loved it since I, I've had memory as a kid because my dad used to ride dirt bikes before I was even born, and so I grew up listening to all these cool stories and always daydreaming about them and being surrounded by. Weird, like, Royal Enfields and Bultacos and weird-ass motorcycles in in, uh, in Iran. And, like, these Russian fucking bikes. Yep. And then... So it was always a part of my life. And I hope that people that still want to come into the industry have that passion. I hope that the industry does not, like, dry them of that passion. And that's the thing that makes me feel if there is more cool people that are passionate it'll, and love it'll it, help offset the, will, the yeah, right, right? Yeah, sure. no matter what if somebody does something for long enough they might get burnt out they might get tired of it they might get jaded even and and that's happened everywhere i've seen yeah it's not just doesn't matter what industry that's sure. just that's yeah. just cycle it seems like yeah. not, not always but more often than not and i think the motorcycle industry needs to and maybe it is needs to really embrace the idea of younger different people that come into it and <laughs> yeah. bring their viewpoint yeah for sure and it's funny because i've been watching like harley davidson we said many years ago like harley is dying because they refuse to bring the younger thought process and they proved this wrong a couple of years ago by changing their marketing and the way they're approaching they had to though they had they, to there was they were gun dying. to their head yeah absolutely right, sure and it was maybe it was out of sheer desperation but it was so cool to see this pivot at least trying right Fuck yeah dude right we see so many young people are like oh yeah i want to do the harley thing yeah i want to be a part of that and and want to like have its cultural experience but not of back then but what is happening yeah now. sure and that's so cool and that's what i see and i go cool i hope other manufacturers pay attention to this and say instead of folding our arms in front of us defiantly and saying no, fuck you. This is what we created. Come enjoy it. We say, hey, we need to pivot and we need to change and we need to bring in younger, different people that 
were not part of our ethos back in the day. Even I, as a 14-year-old Shaheen at Pro Italia back then, was a different human being because my circumstances were different than how kids are now. And, <laughs> yeah. and you always hear the, the older people in the, you know, in the, especially in the sales world of motorcycles, ah, younger people don't love them the way we, we do. Well, maybe the message needs to change. Maybe the, the perspective needs to change a little bit. And it's neat to watch someone like Harley get involved in different, you know, avenues of this and, and bring the excitement in because how else are we going to bring a younger, funkier, cooler set of eyes and ears and mouths to this thing? You're going to race baggers is what you're going to do. yeah, you are. You say, listen, son, I know this bagger is 103 years old, but here's what we're going to do. No, but that it is part of it is that they had they didn't just kind of let it dry on the vine. They could have in the beginning. They'd be like, mm, felt like it was, right? right? They could probably have been like, okay, that's funny. Instead, they kind of doubled down, and yeah. it's like, I think it's paying dividends. It feels like it's paying dividends. So. It's a bizarre thing for, for somebody like me to be involved with something I like that. I love it so much. Right? Going back to what you were saying with Pro Italia, imagine little Skippy Q reading Sport Rider magazine circa right. 1993 <laughs> and, and going through the back pages and seeing the Pro Italia back in that time. Wow. This would be the only way you'd digest anything was anything. these magazines, right? right? I wasn't online yet. And there was the Pro Italia symbol. And then there would be a, an article about a Pro Italia build back yep. in this time. This happened a lot. Lyle Lovett, the country singer, yeah. built some wicked monster and they would put it in the magazine. And on you know, and because this shop is in L.A. and it's part of the L.A. ecosystem, which is LA. where all, all the magazines are, right? It, it, They're all there. They, at that time, this particular shop was one of the better ones at touting itself and putting itself into the media, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why I knew about it, which is one of the reasons why I would go every few months and drop off a resume desperately until another friend of mine that I was racing YSR 50s with, no, not kidding, knew his name is Ben Morse. I don't I haven't uttered that name in 30 years, huh. 25 years, but he knew Chile, got me in, got me an interview, and there I was sweeping the floors, right? Wow. And it got me in. So interesting that I had similarly as a kid had been like, wow, I bet that's the place. And never would I have thought that. I mean, I'll never forget pushing Ducatis out my first day from the workshop to the to that, that, that whole curbing the curb. The right. Curb. I mean, you would oh, have to curb. put 30 bikes out. And there I am having to push <laughs> like twenty thousand dollars at the time. It was oh, a big deal. But motorcycles. Deal. Right. As a little skippy like, with that weighed one hundred thirty five pounds. Like wet. And, and oh, my God. And I was surrounded <laughs> by the most amazing stuff in that time that were more special straight up. They were a bit more special than it was a little rare. It was a little more unique. There wasn't as a big. Uh, right. Uh, what is what is my word? Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. It's yes. a hard one. I have to think about it. Yeah. So that that it now I'm not saying Ducatis are ubiquitous, but they're more common. They're more common. Yeah. They're being built. I mean, they're now owned by the Volkswagen Auto Group. Yeah. And yeah. hold on, no, they're under the Lamborghini name. They want to be under an Italian name, uh -huh. but we all know it's Volkswagen. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, they're being built more. In little rainy Portland, Oregon, we're pushing a ton of them out, and yep. people are riding them, and I love seeing that. But and I remember. 20 years back of in the that. day when I would cruise down Sunset Boulevard, if I saw some dude on a 916 with its click, clack, click, clack noise, I'd be yeah. like, holy fuck, a Ducati. Yeah, it was a big deal. And there's still days where I feel like that. If we get yeah, sure. a Desmo Sedici in, yeah, sure. I don't not touch it. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, there's still the bike that makes. And it's funny. Those of us who have been in the industry long enough, it was really neat today to see you say, this is a bike I was excited about in the Ducati world. 
because to a lot of people that listen, they're like, fuck you, dude. It's a Ducati. Like, how are you not excited about it? That's crazy. And yeah, there's probably some people who are like, nah, stiff upper lip, fuck you, Ducati. But like, it's neat for us in our perspective of having ridden and seen so many different vehicles, as you call it, privileged to do that, to have a moment of aha. Yeah. A moment where you look at a, a, like, a Moto Guzzi and going, I want that. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's that excitement. Like, visceral. Like yeah. when I saw the bike guy right now, the AT, I was, as soon as I saw it, I had seen him, the other older versions. I was like, that's cool, fine. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, like visceral, I'm going to own that bike. I need that bike. You, and so I know that it's just a matter of time after that, right? It's, you know, you know it, it's not like it's a Lamborghini Countach. No. Where I'm like, yeah, I want that, but I'm not. I'm I never. Don't, I don't, I'm, yeah, I don't I'm, need that. I'm never going to get that, right? But motorcycles, you can have attainable. You could see a Desmond Sedici or a Superleggera or some other fancy whatever and be like, I want to have that. And it's maybe attainable, maybe a little less so for me. Would I do whatever it takes to get one of the? No, but a bike like a $20,000 motorcycle around that, you're like, I will finance. I'll figure it out. I will. Sell yeah, what's my this, budget? How much right? I will. So you can start doing that. And for me, it's pretty. Now, for my problem is, do, do I? Uh, how do I make room? Right. <laughs> That's a real problem. Yeah. Your garage is packed. Yeah. Right. So it's I have like, room in mind if you yeah, need to park no, it here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's interesting because I remember in 2009, a friend of mine, Chris in Miami, bought a 1098 Street Fighter, and I saw it in person. And was like, I feel like Wayne's World. It was like, she will be mine. Oh, yes, she will. And I'd wanted a Street Fighter since then. And I danced around that bike for so many fucking years until 2022 when I picked up my current Street Fighter. And it's funny because, like, when I bought it, even Anne was like, Jesus fucking Christ, about time. I've heard about this bike so much. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, yeah, Street Fighter is Street Fighter. And then finally I bought it. And it was like the one, it was that, that same thing. It was like, no, that's that's the bike. That's the one for me. I know exactly what I'm going to do to it. I'm going to make it this. I'm going to yeah. make it that. Yeah. That is my dream bike. That's my baby. And it's just a thing. It's a, it's a, yeah, sure. It's just an object. Sure. If it goes away tomorrow, will I be sad? Yeah. Will I get something else? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, to me, it's, it's one of my favorite things about motorcycles is how they are these uh, inanimate objects that help us create like unity and memories and you know oh, yeah. adventures because sure. they are they are unifiers at some level right people get together let's buy the same bike and call it you know the same color and just go <laughs> hang out have our little gang together yeah it's, it's like right. the, you keep seeing the memes of like i think it was jim gaffigan who made the joke about motorcyclists are like children yeah who are like hey you want to hey, ride you want to go ride <laughs> you want to go ride bicycles and i love that it's so yeah. cool so i want to hear from you we talk at gmail.com tell us What's the bike? What's the one that made you go, holy fuck, I want that? Or holy fuck, I want to start riding motorcycles. What's the motorcycle or even the situation where you walked in or turned around and saw the thing and you were like, I want a part of this? Whether it was just learning how to ride a motorcycle or you've been riding for a while and you saw that Moto Guzzi like you did or the Africa Twin or in my case, the the Street Fighter and you were like, I got to have that. Somehow or another, I got to have that. I got to figure out how to have that. And it puts a smile on your face every time you're on it. So I'm curious to hear what that is, whether it was back in the 80s and it was a VMAX or just yesterday and you saw, a, I don't know, a fucking Grom and you were like, that's weird. I need yep. that. Yep. So I'm super curious. Please write to us. We wrap talk at gmail.com. Tell us your the bike, the love story of your motorcycle. Um, other than that, I don't have a whole lot more for today. 
I feel like whatever else I want to talk about is going to take an hour. That's the issue. We have to, we have to <laughs> like, like, wait, wait, once we start. That's oh, a, the rabbit holes go. are deep, dark, and fun to navigate. Um, but, you know, that's what I love about this kind of a chat. You can just sit across your buddy, have a glass of your favorite carrot gin drink, <laughs> or in my case, a spaghetti. And uh, I'm telling you, if you haven't had a spaghetti, go get yourself some Aperol Spritz, a fucking Miller High Life. Take a slug of the Miller High Life and Have then put a shot. Have you tried other be- – not, not hacking on the High Life, it, but I would probably experiment. Like It just, works well. It works well. I, with if the, it works well enough, yeah. there's no reason not to, but I'd be like, okay, what other – I want to try it with like a uh, – a, um, like an unfiltered, like a Vitbia or something. Interesting. See, that's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. You should probably try this. diversify. I'm going to go buy all kinds of different beers and just <laughs> dump a little Aperol that's, Spritz. That's we, and, I, and I'll help you. We well, should probably do. We should. Right? We can have an Aperol Spritz taste off to see what it tastes better in. Currently, it's a high life. It's called a spaghetti. It's pretty fucking good. But until then, uh, I got nothing else. Q, what do you say? Boom shaka Kwanzaa? Boom shaka Kwanzaa. <laughs> I say safety third. Make good choices. I'm the fuck out of here. Bye.